Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart. On Saturday, December 12th, Opera Carolina is teaming up with D9 Brewery for a special Christmas celebration called Tinseltown. Music will be a big part of it, of course. And joining us to explain how it will all work is Megan Miller. Uh, Megan is, uh, she does marketing for Opera Carolina and D9, and she also performs regularly with uh, Opera Carolina as a mezzo-soprano. And she's the co-host of the podcast XM Divas, which is an open and sometimes irreverent look at the world of opera. So, Megan, thanks for uh, being here today. Thanks. Yes, it was great to have all the multiple hats in uh, in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you borrow it if you need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's, it, it, it is good to stay busy, especially during these times. <laughs> well, tell us about Tinseltown. Explain what, what this really is going to be on Saturday. Absolutely. So, so Tinseltown is a way to bring some holiday cheer back to the community. You know, with everything that's going on in the world, a lot of mass gatherings have been either canceled or postponed. Um, and I think it's important more now than ever to, to bring people together, to make them feel safe, um, and to really bring some of that holiday cheer um, back into the community. And there's no better way to spread holiday cheer for all to hear than through music. So it was an absolute no brainer when it came to putting together a fun, small socially distanced event um, at D9 Brewing Company than to call on our friends over at Opera Carolina. Opera Carolina's had a longstanding relationship with D9 Brewing Company stemming all the way back from about, goodness, five years ago, they released their Hopra Carolina, which was a dramatically hoppy West Coast IPA, um, celebrating the relationship between Opera Carolina and D9. And we've been involved in many events with them. And, and Tinseltown to me, just even the name Tinseltown just brings back some white Christmas memories. And, you know, when it comes to putting together something, um, we worked with the brewery. They were very excited, of course, to welcome the Christmas carolers um, into the tap room during um, the 12th of the Tinseltown event. We'll have a few small local vendors as well. Every weekend, the brewery's actually been doing a great job at bringing in a small hand select group of um, local vendors to help sell their goods during the holidays. And the most exciting part for me about this is not only are we going to have the Opera Carolina Christmas carolers, you know, the ones that you see at the mall and different events around the community, but we're also bringing in the Opera Carolina um, Kids Academy. So we're actually going to have the students at D9 Christmas caroling outside on the patio. Um, and we had briefly talked about this before. It's such a huge time right now for these students. They're not getting the opportunities they were having before to perform. Being a performer myself, Christmas was it. You know, it was, I was so excited to do, sing any type of holiday caroling that I could get my hands on. It was a huge outreach and an outlook for me. And we want to be able to give that back to the students. So Ashley Lamb, our director of education, has worked with her students to put this performance together. That's nice. Well, they is this pretty much the only one they'll get to do this this year, you think? You know, I, I, you know, I'm sure some of the schools are doing some virtual performances. Um, Ashley's been working with the students trying to get some opportunities put together, but this will be the biggest one um, that I know that we're directly involved with, um, with the Opera Carolina Academy. So that sounds like a pretty fun Saturday. Um, I'm just curious, what are some other things that Opera Carolina has been doing in this strange uh, year of COVID, uh, you know, to get through all this? 
Yeah. Strange, strange is a great uh, way to put it. Um, you know, obviously during this time, um, we're recovering from a crazy fall opening at the Belk. Um, usually this is when we've been taking breaks and, um, you know, we're getting ready for the holidays. And we were, you know, just like thousands and thousands of other companies, we were unable to perform. So um, Upper Carolina has been working on a few different things. Um, we had a series of the uh, Upper Carolina Benefit Concert, which was three socially distanced dinners um, all outside at different venues across the community. Um, they were ticketed events uh, for fundraising. Um, and really it was opera under the stars. We had our opera singers. We had everywhere out here in Cornelius. We were out in the middle of a farm, which was spectacular all the way to the rooftop at Forchetta Uptown. And um, those have been wonderful. Um, we got great response from our patrons, um, those who attended. It, we really wanted to re-remind the public that we are still here. I think a lot of people are associating the arts organizations as you know, they're going away or they're, they're hiding for, you know, they're hiding for the winter and, and we're here, we're very present, we're very prominent. Um, we've been running our iStream digital series online since the pandemic started. They used to be just performances done in the homes of our artists when we were all at the stay-at-home order. Um, but now we've actually expanded them into other venues. We pre-record, socially distance, um, you know, we record them and then we put them out on our Facebook page for people to see. Um, we also are kind of dipping our toes in the virtual field. Um, we're in the process of creating the virtual opera house, which will be a subscription uh, Netflix style way to listen to opera on demand all the time. Um, we'll be releasing collaborations with other opera companies as well as our own performances. Um, in April, we're gearing up for I Dream. Um, so a lot of that will be broadcast on the virtual opera house so it's been different it's non-traditional you know this is not you know opera opera patrons are die hard get dressed up make an evening of it so how do you how do you turn your living room into the opera house has been uh has been the job title i've been taking on for a while <laughs> <laughs> well and it's required a lot of creativity and and kind of stick-to-itiveness i think it is. And, and you really, like I said, usually, you know, we go hard for the performances, we promote them, we perform them, and then we get a break. And, and, and quite honestly, we just have not had a break, you know, with these online productions and these digital contents, you know, my hat's off to the digital world who's been doing this years before, you're constantly going and creating content and content that people want to see as well. Yeah. Well, as a singer, how has this affected you? Is it has it been hard for um, to, are singers getting as many opportunities to perform? Are you having to figure out new ways to stay in shape vocally? Or <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I think just like any athlete. Uh, luckily, we didn't have any uh, vocal gym closures uh, during the pandemic, so I was still able to record uh, and, and practice. You know, a lot of uh, virtual virtual uh, voice lessons and. And I think it also is being self self motivated that it, it was a, in the beginning, it was very difficult because there was nothing that was making me want to practice or I had no deadline or no, you know, nothing was really like, okay, we have to have this, you know, memorized by this time and we have to have this dictation ready, but like there's no like granular push. So you really had to kind of find that creative outlet and um, our guest, my guest co-host on um, the XMD with podcast, John White, is a fantastic example of finding creative outlets um, 
he went into outside on the nursing homes and was singing to all of the nursing home residents. He was going to different apartment complexes and singing um, and creating an opportunity for himself, represented only as himself, to really get out there and perform. And as the um, opera companies and theater companies are starting to branch out on this more digital path um, of bringing content to people, artists are starting to get these opportunities again. Um, we're being called to sing for virtual holiday parties. Um, we're being called upon for the iStream series, which we're now expanding with multiple singers. So it's not just one person gets the opportunity. Um, a lot of my friends that are up in the North that usually are performing at the Met, they are um, pivoting to voice lessons and they're teaching master classes, which to me is insane because if you're an opera student studying, you're having the opportunity to one-on-one -on -one masterclass coach with, you know, a Catherine Lewick or a Raquel Swarth Groen. And, and it's so exciting um, to watch them kind of grow into this teacher form versus a performer. Um, so, and, you know, and that's the thing, and also hobbies, you know, just finding new ways, new outlooks. I mean, my garden and my backyard has never looked better. Um, you know, you're finding different creative outlooks. Some of our friends have turned to mixology, um, you know, and getting, you know, you just find other creative ways. But I think, you know, for myself and my son, a lot of, he's my biggest audience. Um, he's probably gotten more uh, Italian arias in the past couple months than he probably ever wants to hear. But, you know, we find our audiences. And I think that's really what's kind of keeping us in the game. And it works, too, for myself being on the admin side. Mm, yeah, I would think so. That's so interesting to hear what people are doing, um, you know, that just the changes they're making. Yeah. Well, is there anything else people need to know about the event coming up on Saturday, the Tinseltown um, event? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a free event, um, so there's no charge. Um, we're going to have indoor and outside, indoor and outside seating, as well as an indoor outdoor seating. Um, it'll be inside, but opened up on the on the patio. Um, you know, we'll have a food truck there, so bring your appetites. Um, like we'll have our spiked hot chocolate to keep us warm as the uh, as the weather gets a little bit uh, brisker um, with our German chocolate cake stout uh, mixed into some hot chocolate. Um, and like I said, enjoy the caroling. Come, you know, just just be transported for a little bit. Remember, you know, the spirit's still here, even though it's a little different time for us. Um, the taproom will be open all day. They have holiday merchandise, um, but but just. Generally, this is really just for the families um, and to support these kids, these young artists, um, as well as our carolers. A lot of them have been stuck inside. You were talking about earlier, you know, this is actually probably a first performance for a bunch of our carolers as well. Um, so, you know, this, this is a good time to be merry and bright. Well, Megan Miller, I want to thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us about the event and also about, you know, what's going on at Opera Carolina and, and with the singers in our community. And best of luck. Thank you so much. Yep, yeah, we'll be here singing when nothing can't stop the music. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking to Megan Miller of Opera Carolina and D9 Brewing, and I'm Rachel Stewart for Piedmont Arts.